an A&E original podcast. It's funny, I promised myself I'd never cry on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey y'all, welcome to The Table is Ours, the podcast where we discuss all things related to the Black experience. Now, normally you would hear Amira and I chatting about our favorite things about one another or hear me embarrass myself by singing whatever song is on my heart for the week. But this week's a little bit different. This week we are recording this podcast episode mere moments after Derek Chauvin was found guilty for murdering George Floyd. And to be quite honest, I feel like this is quite possibly one of the most real, raw, and honest intros we've ever recorded to date. So with that said, Amira, I mean this every week that I ask you, but in all sincerity and all honesty and all realness, girl, how are you doing? I'm surprisingly not taking this very well. I didn't think I was going to be shocked or like surprised or like, I thought this was just another day, like we knew the verdict was happening. And I think I personally purposefully um <laughs> ignored the news for the last few weeks because it was just too much yeah and the fact that like okay we got the verdict we want but it's not satisfying like it's not fair yeah and i think it's the point where i don't i don't cry for people who passed i cry for people they left like the fact that there's a little girl without her dad it just doesn't seem fair my mom's like calling me like you going you're crying on the internet but <laughs> <laughs> i don't i wasn't expecting to feel this many emotions so that's where i'm at yeah, I'm I'm overwhelmed, like completely. And I feel like I'm I cried when the verdict first came out and then I went through an emotion of complete anger. Yeah. And then I went through an emotion of complete like disgust of sorts. Like the the fact that when you look at black Twitter, when you look at social media, the word is relief doesn't sit right with me. There's nothing I, I don't feel relieved that somebody that was completely in the wrong that murdered somebody was found guilty on all charges like I don't I don't feel relief with that and I'm trying to like figure out my emotions and let them play out and like feel whatever it is that I want to feel but um this one this one hurts I hurt for that little girl yeah yeah it's just it's just a lot it was too much it's just a lot yes it's it's too much I've heard for that little girl, his family, and I, I watched an interview right before they're interviewing his girlfriend, and I was just like, if I lost my person, like if you took my person yeah. from me for no reason, like, like I'm happy the world finally paid attention, but it would, it's not worth it. Like I don't, I can't imagine the pain and the public grieving that she's going through every single day. Like, great, there's a George Floyd like court, and there's like a garden for that, but like having to live life and walk through it with that pain, I don't think it's fair. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. And I think we've talked a lot about grief and how grief has no end and grief just stays with you and it just manifests itself in in different ways. And grief never gets easier, but the way in which you handle grief changes. And so, I mean, I just, my heart is out to George Floyd's family. My heart is out to everyone who has been affected by this verdict. And yeah, um, Honestly, my heart goes out to the black community because it just shows that 
there's no steps to getting this right. Like we're not closer. This is not a this this might be a day of quote unquote celebration, a day of relief, but this isn't this isn't a win. It's not a win at all. At the end of the day, we all lost. George Floyd is not here anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a very it's a very overwhelming emotion to work through. Yeah. And I I will say watching waiting for the verdict with Black Twitter took me back to Trayvon Martin's. Yeah. And that just like felt like I was prepared to be just as disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm happy that it was finally guilty. But the fact that we've seen so many like not guilties for just Black murders, and we've seen them. And I think that's why everyone's a little, everyone's a little suspect because they feel like we stopped the world with George Floyd and they're like, okay, we'll give you him. Mm-hmm. We'll give you him and we'll move on and everyone else is going to get away with it. And the fact, you know what it pisses me off the most? It took, it took protesting and trauma, like so much trauma for the last year to get to this point. And the fact that that's mm-hmm. what it's going to take for everything and all of the murders that like were owed you, that it hurts. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't have to take all of that. This is not okay for it to get here when we all witnessed a murder. Yeah. In these moments of, of reflection and of heartache and of, frustration and of being pissed off like how do you take care of yourself what are you gonna do today Ooh, I lean on my friends a lot I lean on my girlfriends a lot and I have two sisters that I'm really close with that I'll give a call Mm -hmm. but I think you know what it is though like even when you go to your people it's like you fear for your people Mm -hmm. like I I don't know like I get terrified when my boyfriend goes out which is so bad oh yeah but like he jokes about it all the time. He's like, I shouldn't be afraid. I'm the next target. And I'm like, that terrifies me. That's wrong. Yeah. And I. That's real, <sighs> but that's wrong. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like, I, I think I just need a moment to like love on my people. Mm-hmm. But at the same moment, I'm like scared for them. Like, I'm so scared for them to leave the house. And I that's not fair. And even, even if they're in the house, like, it's just terrifying to see who's going to be next. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to. What are you going to do? I, I, I genuinely don't know. I'm I'm a very introspective person. I do believe in prayer. I am the type of person that has to talk things out in order to release it. So like you, I mean, I rely on you. This is an outlet for me. I rely on girlfriends and I check in, but I don't know. I don't know how we ever get over these things. Yeah, there's no proper healing. And it's sad. I mean, it just makes me reflect on like what my actual purpose is in this in this world. Yeah. And why I'm here and why we're doing this. But even like sometimes I, I sit on it, I'm like, even us doing this isn't enough. And that that's what's like heartbreaking. Yeah. Like my being, our existence, our sisterhood, our <laughs> friendship is not enough. It's just not. But see, sometimes I think I think that's not like being fair enough because I think that we fight injustice in different ways. Yeah. And some people are supposed to rebel. Some people are supposed to bring peace. So if this is a moment to bring peace to some people or a distraction, then I think we've done what we're supposed to do in life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Dang, you got me hot. I'm over here I hot. am sweating. I, I don't know. My blood boils from all of this, but I already feel better. So thank you, Kirby, because I was not well. Thank you, Amira. Yeah, I mean, just seeing your face. One, I went through all the emotions. You, you start crying, I start crying. You start smiling, I start smiling. You make a joke about yourself. Okay, well, I'm going to make a joke about you too. <laughs> and I think, I mean, our joy is a form of protest as well. Yeah. So the fact that we're able to come together and smile with one another and laugh despite 
what's happening in the universe. Uh, I'm I'm appreciative, and yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, girl. <laughs> I appreciate you, girl. <laughs> you know what else I appreciate? Uh-oh. No, it's good. It's good. I was going to say, what you about to say? I appreciate Rico Nasty and us being able to have a conversation with her that felt like a distraction from this. And I think that we're allowed that. Yes. We definitely had the ultimate sister chat with Miss Rico Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. And I think she kind of speaks to this to where she, she thinks her music and her vibe is the opposite of Black pain. And that's something that we deserve. Black joy, black punk rock, black ass shaking. We all deserve. So, Rico Nasty, let's get into it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm Kirby. And I'm Amira. It's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you guys, too. Yes. So we do ask every guest the same question because this year has been a lot. It's been a little difficult. It's been very challenging. So we want to ask you personally, how are you? How are you doing today? Um... I feel like that was like a little wiggle in that. Um, I don't know. I feel like life is like kind of like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one week, it's like really, really good. And then the next week, it's like really, really bad. I'm trying to stop being bored all the time. But I just read somewhere that being bored is being content. So I don't really know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Is that, so is that good or bad? Is it good to be content and be bored? That's what I'm saying. Because that's where I am too. Right. Or is it better to be active and just be miserable? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the times that I am active, I'm definitely miserable because I'm trying to keep myself busy. Yes. Right. Same. That's weird. We're never happy. Never. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we talk about it all the time too. Like, I guess that's a good thing about doing these mental check-ins with yourself because I totally feel you. One day I'm great. Matter of fact, one hour I'm great. The mm-hmm. next hour I'm sad. The next hour I'm mad, right? To burn the whole place down. So I get you. <laughs> like, how do you control your thoughts? Like, I literally got a book. It's called Chatter. I got it in the airport. Call me head ass. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> airport books are the best. But it really sold me. They were like, you know, inserts from LeBron James. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> the key to success is here so I'm just literally trying to I'm reading through it and it's just about how to I guess like hone in on that voice inside of your head that literally goes from yeah it's okay girl we're gonna get through it to bitch you can't do nothing right oh my gosh (laughs) it goes from you can't do anything you're dumb you're useless and you just hate yourself out of nowhere almost like what is that like why do people experience that why do some of us handle it better than others? Mm-hmm. Yep. One, I need the link to that book. Two, <laughs> I actually think it's really healthy to go through these emotions and to be more like aware of them. But it is really challenging to like silence that noise because I'm also an only child. So I'm always in my head. I yeah. I only talk to myself, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> Literally. 
<laughs> of course, in quarantine, we kind of all quarantine with our people. So I've been with my boyfriend, and I'm poor him because I've gone on that roller coaster like every three hours, and he doesn't know what side of me he's gonna get. But it's okay, we're still there. He's like, okay, how long does PMSing actually last? I know. <laughs> you know, that's funny you say that because I feel like I'm PMSing two weeks out of the month. All, yep. I think that's a hundred percent right. Which means I'm technically on my period three times a. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. I was telling you the other day, I was like, I can't believe they expect us to like go to work when all this is physically happening to us. Yes. Like, what? And like, no, like guys don't do that at all. It's not fair. It's a scam. I mean, guys PMS too. They do in their own way. They have the same attitude shifts and changes. <laughs> they just don't know what to call it. <laughs> I wonder what theirs are based on. Like, what if theirs is like based on the moon or, or groundhogs or something? <laughs> Men are so weird. We want to jump right in, Rico, because one, your origin story, how you got started in this industry is so dope. It's so interesting. And how you overcame everything that you did is so inspiring to us and to so many. So I just want to kind of lay it all out on the table. What was the beginning of Maria turning into Rico Nasty? I feel like it was just as simple as that first SoundCloud post. Mm-hmm. Like I think the first song I made was a, it was a diss song. Who are you dissing? Oh God! <laughs> I was this girl. The story literally went viral on TikTok, and I hope she's okay because like I became a rapper. I wonder what she became after Ooh. that. Mm. But like I wonder if she like people get in her car and she's like, you cannot play that. Like I wonder if she like holds that shit to the grave. But I really wish her well. Maybe one day she'll tell her side of the story. I love wishing my enemies well. I don't. A mood. And I think it's just so funny. I'm petty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not even just that, but I mean like that shit really, I mean, it pushed me so far into being myself. Like mm-hmm. at that point of time. I was rapping a little bit with guys like it was a group of guys and they rapped and I was rapping with them like featuring on songs occasionally but never Mm -hmm. really having my own song so since I have that background of guys you know speaking of men they love to hype it up they always say it's women who hype it up but it's really the men it's really the (laughs) men who hype it up because it was so many guys in my ear they were like you can't go like that she like she basically dissed me in a song I guess she was trying to be cool with them I don't know Mm, she did me in a song. Sounds about right. Yeah. And <laughs> in the song, she like called me like pissed complexioned. And, oh. and it was like really, it was really, yeah, because I guess I'm, I'm light skinned, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. That was hella disrespectful. Like, I didn't go with you. Like, I really took that and I was like, wow, like that hurt my feelings. And all the guys I hang around with, they were like, nah, you're not about to be hanging out with us, talking about something that hurts your feelings. You better go in the booth and say something. <laughs> like, you'll be in the studio with us all the time. Like, you'd be so pressed to make a song, so go diss her. And I was like, okay, bet. <laughs> and I went, and I dissed her. And the next day, I got to school. And I was at school, and everybody was like, oh, my God, the diss, this y'all bumping. Like, I, by the time I got to school, just imagine me. A regular little girl posted my song on SoundCloud. It had 3,000 views by third period. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I was on one. Oh, so you did what you had to do first time in the booth. Bro, I was in the hallway. It felt like a Mean Girls episode. Like It was giving main character. It was giving slow-mo. Main character energy. It was giving who's that girl. Yeah. 
like it was so crazy and I'm stunting I'm flexing I'm walking through the halls people like oh my god Rico Nancy Rico Nancy and I get called to the principal's office of course hater <laughs> she's like I need this taken now and she's like crying and I'm like girl you have a disc too and once I said that they was like oh oh wait you have a disc like you have a this is like y'all going back and forth okay well that's freedom of speech you cannot yeah. you know you can't throw rocks from a glass house. And I was like, yeah, you feel me? We going up. We have 5K, shawty. I don't even know how you finna walk the hallways with this. It was so weird after that. Like, every time I would walk down the hall, every time she would walk down the hall, people would literally be like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, it was that weird. I don't even remember what beat that was. I, I used the Lil' Kim Black Friday beat. I don't know why. I love that. I love that especially because I think a theme that we talk about in this podcast a lot is knuck if you buck. Yes. Get ready for the comeback. Okay, you started it. So and sometimes the words are even worse. So if yeah. I can get if I can cut deep with the lyrics, sis. Then you win. Don't try me again. <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't, but she was like really like I feel like one thing that you never notice, this is gonna get a little bit emotional, but like you never notice sometimes what sticking up for yourself will do to a person because I was sticking up for myself because I felt like I had something to prove to the boys I also felt like I had something to prove at this new school because I didn't know anybody and she knew more people than I did and when the song came out like people kind of like took it too far and were like really really mean to her like and it's so weird because like growing up and being like in the actual industry and knowing what comes when when you diss somebody like that that's smoke like that's right. smoke if it's up then it sucks so I can't even imagine like <laughs> what it must have been through for her like having that diss like go so hard and she's like bro like we were just like kind of like playing right mm -hmm. right and it's like now everybody thinks that I hate her and they're like epic it up it's like toxic it was so bad oh my gosh yeah I can only imagine you mentioned new school was this after because we read a little bit that you were expelled from your boarding school yeah so was this after that this is after this is me at my this is what I chose to do with my time at my school <laughs> <laughs> yo that's so funny like literally I'm like a rebel I was like the, bro, I had a reputation to uphold. Like, right. they were like, look mm -hmm. at this, look at this girl from Baltimore. She got expelled. She's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm bad, and I'm a rapper. Yeah, from the trenches. Now it's so funny though how it all came about because like I feel like people definitely didn't they didn't know me. So I always had like kind of like not a point to prove, but you can't let people play with you either. So it was weird. So you're talking about getting to the point where you're trying to not even people please I feel like that is so not you but you're trying to impress the guys you're like mm -hmm. oh god I gotta I gotta I'm, it's high school I'm just trying to fit in huh? you're just trying yes. to fit in. <laughs> right but I feel like like now so much of and I hate saying brand for you because I feel like you're so much your own person but I feel like your brand now is like so much the opposite of fitting in and finding your identity and doing what you want and making yourself happy when did that transition come about was it in high school or was it after that oh let's talk about it I feel <laughs> yes. like every everybody in life is always going to go through this transition but it literally went from caring because in a sense I was lonely to realizing that one way or another, these people do not do anything for me. And the situation that caused that was me having a child. So, you know, 
I talk a little bit about my reputation previously. I'm a girl who got exposed. I'm a rapper. I got tattoos. I'm like, I smoke weed. I got videos of it. They showing my mother at church. Like, I'm bad. (laughs) I'm fast because I'm pregnant. Like, I'm fast. So it gets like, you know, people, kids, they want to hang out with me. Mm People kids that not want to hang out with me, like, I don't want to hang out with certain cousins, like, no, like, they don't need to be around you, like, you're a bad influence, Yeah, and it was kind of just like, at that moment, I was like, well, I'm doing all this to please everybody else, it's probably about to be five people at my dang baby shower, Mm. like, these people don't care about me, these people don't even know me, like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, a monkey, I'm entertainment monkey to them, I'm Ooh, look at me, look at me. And I just had to stop, like, and think for a second, like, this is deeper than being entertainment for people. Like, you have to worry about yourself. You can't be caring, like, about a Twitter comment or just really stupid high school stuff. Like, high school really gets you wrapped up and just everything just really childish. Preach on that, yeah. Everything deserves a reaction. Everything is like, oh, it's the end of the world. And then when you really get to adulthood, bro, it really do be the end of the world. Okay, it's the end. Yes. (laughs) You hit 18. Let me tell you, it's the end of life as you know it. Don't you ever forget that I told you this. It is the end (laughs) of life as you know it. All that waking up and all you got to worry about is, do you look cute for so-and-so it go from that to I gotta ride the L train to do this to do that I got to get Medicaid I gotta get wick for my baby I gotta go run errands at Target like life isn't so simple-minded like you become consumed with a bunch of other things and in that I was like well if I was good at rapping before girl I'm about to get some money like yeah <laughs> yes like I got to it Rico, when did you find, like, the power in your pen, though? When did, like, writing become an outlet of expression for you? I don't feel like I really knew that I was good at writing until I wrote iCarly. Yeah, I was, like, so excited about that song. Like, if you listen to all my songs before, they weren't really that good. Um, (laughs) But that's valid. I mean, I had only been rapping for, like, two two years before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't serious. It was just going in the studio for 30 minutes trying to be cute <laughs> and feeling because listening back like if if I was a guy in the studio back when I was recording in high school I would literally hate me like it was so bad like, <laughs> girl, it's terrible but yeah it just came from being in the studio alone that's when I really started noticing like I'm not really good at writing <laughs> and I need to be better so I try not to like force myself to write like whole entire songs like I'll write write hooks or you know whatever I like and I hear at the time and then after that I just go to the studio and it's kind of like fun because it's like I just get to fill in the blanks oh yeah that's actually a really beautiful way to think about it so let's keep talking music we were so excited to have you because you have such like a clear sound like yes we can hear a song and like know it's you and she's always a mood a mood a mood (laughs) a feel so like how would you define your sound i don't even know like is it a sound it's a sound it's a it's maybe it's more of a vibe than a sound it's a vibe it's a a vibe i don't even i feel like it's like its own like almost like a characteristic nowadays yeah 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 i can see that it's like if you listen to rico nasty you're a certain type of person what is that type of person i know so, like, so my define me too tell me who i am <laughs> you risky okay i love that i am risky i love that for us you're girl. you're alpha female you're yes. risky yes 
you probably know how to address better than anybody they will ever date in their lives. Tell them. And then you're like hella hardcore. Like you'll fight a grown man. That is my (laughs) daily energy. (laughs) You wear Doc Martens everywhere and you like stare at white ladies when they stare at you. That's a like I feel like that's a Rico Nasty fan. Yeah. All the time. If you walk into a place and it's 10 girls lined up, I don't think you could tell the difference between a Cardi and a City Girls fan. But I think you could tell a huge difference <laughs> between them and us. And kind of just like an outfit like it's just a simple <laughs> outfit same mentality just all black <laughs> like um I don't know I feel like it's so weird because like us as females like I feel like we always get put into like well what kind of girl are you and what kind of you know and it's kind of just like she just she's just loud she's louder she's just crazy she's risky mm-hmm. like the other girls are pretty and they're cool and they're just I don't want to say safe because they're risky in their own way, but these girls be risky. They be at the shows, bloody noses. I'm like, riskier than me. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I love that. I love spicy girl energy. I love like a little spice. Big spicy girls. Yes. A little sasson. <laughs> yeah. So where did that inspiration come from because your sound is so unique and everything you named like yes I am all of the above you know me clearly (laughs) there's a reason why you're a mood for all of us but um you know we've we've listened to interviews we've seen you speak about it but who were your influences that really like made this a part of your mo like and I remember you're talking about and I don't want to put words in your mouth so please cut me off but like when you were growing up the sounds and the the artists that you listen to and all of your friends are like nah I don't, I don't agree. I don't follow not even that. Agree. I don't follow this. I don't relate to this. I don't know that man. Yeah. And like, <laughs> let's talk about like punk being a part of black, black culture. culture. I feel like it's so weird. Cause I know like he doesn't probably agree with this at all, but I think Tyler was just my first, that was my first, like, Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. Cause I was <laughs> so obsessed guys like that was my husband (laughs) (laughs) I I used to write on future on everything and I talk about that all the time so it was kind of one of those things where he definitely influenced me he definitely was a person who if Tyler did it I did it like I bought a skateboard and actually Tyler need to cut me a check because I'm looking at all these cuts on my leg from me trying to be a freaking I'm like I need what's that thing called I need a skin graft Tyler the creator are you listening because I need some new kneecaps bruh like that's crazy to me I was just such a tom girl and I think that's where the alpha female in me had developed mm-hmm. because Tyler really had this thing about him where it was just like people come where he's like I don't care like I don't care. Like, he's just so cool. Like, he didn't care about nothing other than what he thought was cool and his friends and worried about his life and his next, like, steps. Like, he had the TV show. I was always, like, rubbing it in their face. Like, your favorite rapper doesn't have a TV show. Like, I was really, like, (laughs) a stan. And then it was so weird because, believe it or not, it was Tyler, 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 Tyler. And then it was just Rihanna. (laughs) Yeah. All right, these two, yes. That's it. Yes, speak on it. That's a mood board. Yeah. Because once I started having sex, it was over. I was like, <laughs> Rihanna? 
this woman is inside me okay like she's (laughs) thinking the thoughts i think this is is. this is not real right now and i just became like then i was like odd future navy Mm mm-hmm yep yeah that's a tumblr name okay that's it i know now i need to search it (laughs) no (laughs) no please Rihanna is a mood, though. I always say I will leave anybody for Rihanna. Like, I'm telling you. My man knows. Literally. All you got to do is blank. Divorce. Break up. <laughs> Divorce. Single. <laughs> Did you see those TikTok when it was like my man trying to talk to me in front of Rihanna? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all like, my man. You're not my man. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I love that, though, because I feel like, and not to get like all poetic on y'all, but you guys are examples. Like, Enrico, I put you in the same boat. Like, your uh, yourself you're even saying Tyler Rihanna like y'all are the epitome to me of like what's that poem it's like as we let our own light shine we inadvertently allow other people's light to do the same like that literally you guys are so much yourselves and so mm-hmm. confident with who you are and so comfortable in expressing yourselves the way that you need to be expressed not how other people think that you should be expressed like that is the pinpoint for me as to why I relate to you so much is I'm like, listen, this girl, this woman is doing the damn thing for herself. And that makes me want to do the same, even in our own industry. I agree. You living makes me feel free. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yes. It gives me like space to be like, like we're in corporate. So we'll be in rooms listening to music, walking through halls, be like, I wish they freaking would. Like, I know who I am today. Oh, for like, real? Like, listen. Oh, for real? It's an anthem, and it's a way that I am free in the space that I'm currently living in. So we appreciate you for that. I hope you know yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. That makes me kind of, like, emotional. <laughs> That's really nice. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's very true. We got to give you your flowers, too. So now that you are this superstar, like, you've launched into star. You are a TikTok sensation, <laughs> which in today's age means you really made it. Not only did you make it, but you made it, made it. <laughs> yes. You trend um, on the TikTok. You trend on so as somebody who like has expressed a struggle in finding your identity growing up and like eventually becoming comfortable with that like was it overwhelming to see how many people relate to you as an artist like what was it like for you launching into stardom oh my god well it didn't it didn't feel like a launch felt like a bus ride to Atlanta <laughs> like, and I'm in Maryland, okay? It felt like just like a long road. Yeah. I wish it felt like a launch. <laughs> I wish it was just a, yeah, and you know, next thing I know, I was just, I didn't even, I didn't even remember what it was like. No, I worked very hard. I remember the clubs. I remember the schools. I remember the C-16s. I remember the fake festivals, the real festivals, the college shows, fashion week, stadiums. I'm tired listening to you. Jesus. I know. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like, I don't know if it's because I'm searching for that feeling so much, but I do not feel like, I don't know. You know how like people like get famous and they just like feel so famous. They're like, yeah. Like, I don't feel that. I just feel so regular. <laughs> and I just keep, like, every day I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I'm like, dang, do I feel famous today? Like, I don't know <laughs> what this feels like. But I do want anybody watching this to know that 
it was not a launch okay right. mm-hmm. it's a very long time to, to get here and if you feel like oh my god this is taking a long time you're not there yet a little bit longer <laughs> and then longer and then longer and then you'll be there because it's it's a long, long road of getting to know yourself, getting to know the people around you, getting to know the business, getting to know, you know, I didn't even know the answer to this question until like the beginning of this year, maybe. But like a couple of years ago, I was like at South by Southwest and somebody like I had just got off stage and somebody asked me the deepest question I ever got asked. They were like, what do you want to be remembered as? I'm like, what the, what, what, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah what what do you want to be like what what like what what do you mean right now like I was so disheveled I had no idea how to answer that question and ever since then I kind of went soul searching I was like well what do I want to be remembered as like like do I want to be like a memory that someone outgrew or do I want to be something that grew with everybody like when you look at Beyonce like I feel like I grew up with Beyonce like if I seen her right now Mm -hmm. I'd be like Beyonce girl (laughs) you don't come here girl give me a hug right like that's my cousin or something and the same with Rihanna and the same with so many of my favorite artists like I wanted to be remembered as somebody who grew up with them and grew alongside them like they always have an album like damn this is when I graduated high school this is when I graduated college like and kind of like go back on their life with my music. That's it. Right. A moment for every spark of life, like every mood through life. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So what has been the hardest lesson you've learned on your journey so far with music? Ah, uh, love and music don't mix. Ooh, Ooh expand on that. Deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just don't mix. It's not enough time in a day for that. I work too much. So do you mean like it's hard to maintain a, like a healthy relationship because you're grinding with the music thing as hard as you have to and on, you know, traveling and stuff? It's hard. It's hard to maintain a healthy relationship. It's also very hard to <clears throat> take direction from someone all the time or be the one having to give direction or just like, I don't know. I feel like one thing that I will say is I don't regret anything that I've ever done in my life. Like, I'm very, very thankful and blessed that I met the people I did and that I learned the things that I did with the people I met. But somewhere along the line, you just, realize you shouldn't date your manager like you just shouldn't and and I feel like I've 
told a lot of girls like, oh, this is what I'm doing. It's great. It's awesome. But it's not healthy and nobody can survive like that like trust me y'all could be best friends and y'all can still get along and be in love but that is not gonna work yeah that's right not gonna work it's too close like there's no room for both it's just too fast and it's just too just too much like I don't really know how to describe it but I feel like having a kid and just like so young like feeling like I've lived like seven lives almost Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like a like a weird feeling because I just I don't really know how to describe it but I just know when something doesn't it's not supposed to be like that Mm -hmm. and just doesn't work I don't know where I saw this but I saw you say after this like past summer this last summer and everything that we went through with COVID and like injustice and like losing George Floyd and John Taylor like that you did not want to make black pain music. Like you wanted people to shake their asses. And I was like, I get it because that is also a form of protest that we need. Exactly. Like you're not about to make, like I look at myself as one of the most like energetic, nonchalant rock star female rappers that there are. Mm-hmm. I will claim, I will claim that proudly. <laughs> but you know, like imagine all that stuff, like imagine that taking that away from me. Like imagine you know, white supremacists, and they think they're so powerful. I make a whole project about them. No, I'm not making a whole project about you. I don't even know that much about you, and I don't care about you. I want you to be gone and forgotten. I am not preaching about what you did to my people because pretty soon if we stop talking about it, well, nobody even know what you did to my people. And then we can finally start fresh because then you'll be beneath us. So now let me stop. But um, <laughs> No, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, like, no, you're not about to take my people's joy they get joy in being able to dance and put on some music that makes them feel like they could go up against the biggest man in the world that's what I make music for I'm not yes. about to lower that so that we can be sad together because right. any relationship built off like being sad is not healthy like I feel like that with friends too like it should be like that with your favorite artist like that shouldn't I get it what you're going through definitely relate to them but like I feel like some people you put their music on and it makes you sad. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it makes you sad. Like yeah. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to make nobody sad. Right. Like, I don't care. Can we appreciate if, that. I don't even care if I'm talking about my own hardships, which is why I don't do that in my music. Like, bro, I'm not trying to make nobody sad. No right. sad girl vibes. Because mm-hmm. we deal with that on the regular. When you put on music music is supposed to make you happy like music is supposed to take your mind off of whatever's going on so you don't have to smack a beat right you know an outlet exactly and everything that happened last year it was so much I mean even from my label let's be real I ain't even about to lie I don't care I was literally about to ask you a question about it let's go let's go they're just like you know you have a voice you should make a song I'm like don't tell me what to make a song about yes, yes. you don't know what this feel like it's like watching your brother get shot and then somebody like yeah go make a song about it like, why would I want to do that why would I want to do that? That's disrespectful. I didn't know him. And not even just that. It's not even on some, I didn't know him. It's also on some, like, this is not the time to be getting streams off right. of black, black paint. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. This is not the time to profit off of, we're going to stick together. Let's make a stick together anthem. Like, bro, no, I'm not doing that. Um, I love my people and I will continue to make romp shakers. You feel me? Yes. <laughs> Rico, what does that look like, though? What does that room look like in that how are you able to continue to find your voice and keep your individuality in an industry that is always trying to box artists in? 
this is gonna sound like the most head ass shit I ever said, but bro, everything's on Zoom. I be getting buck. <laughs> buck. I be like, no, I don't. I don't like that. You know, I mean, what are they gonna do? They can't. I'm not there. <laughs> and what's that reaction look like? I mean, I'm I'm a little bit pump faker, and I've never had to be like blatantly disrespectful to nobody that I work with. Like I, I would rather ignore you than call you out and tell you off. But it just is normally like when I say no, it's just normally like, oh, well, you know, I just thought it was, a, you know, be a good idea. And I'm just like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. Since yes. everything has moved to Zoom, my voice has been so loud in these rooms. Like I have checked myself because I get a little reckless. I've totally checked. Oh, no, I'm the like, time. maybe I'm cursing too much nowadays. Yes. Like, I'm just like in the Zoom. Like, yeah, if you that, 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 like, I don't know, it just it, it's it starts feeling like a FaceTime and not so much mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. See, this is my demise, though, because I'm such a facially expressive person. I'm like, listen, I might not say what I'm feeling, but you can tell it's written all over my face. She's the one box on the <laughs> Zoom call that's just like. Mm. Yes. yes. Rico, so. I've been in meetings with Kirby and literally you, when someone says someone, something dumb, you can I see it turn my camera off and her <laughs> camera goes off. I cannot hide it. Oh my god! Not the camera goes off. The camera goes off. I cannot hide it. If I have to laugh, if I think uh, something was stupid, if I disagree with it, you're gonna know. You're gonna know. She's like, nope, I'm done. Black screen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I gotta try that. Try it. They're like, where's Rico? Rico? (laughs) Oh, it's my favorite thing to do because then you just blame it on Wi-Fi. You just blame it on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh. They don't know. And you get to you get to breathe, get a little attitude behind the dark screen. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. Yeah. It's a safe space. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> so let's talk this. We kind of call this like girl gang class. Yes. Because Kirby and I love the amount of like black women leading rap right now. And what I love the most is you guys are all so different. Like mm-hmm. no one is the same. It's you. It's Doja. It's Megan. There's three different groups where every black girl at home could see themselves in. Yeah, I love that. And all dominating. So do you see this like class as like a, a form of support or is there more pressure because there's so many? I feel like it's a little bit of, huh, I don't really want to say it. I think the pressure gets relieved because I have my own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I seen this, I posted this quote. I heard this quote. I don't even remember where I heard it, but it was like, you know... If you don't know where you're going, you can get there anyway. And that's how I kind of feel about my career. I feel that. I don't know what's going on. And I just like, sometimes that makes me feel pressure because it feels like everybody else knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel about life in general. (laughs) Really? I literally wake up and I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do next with my career, my relationships. And I think everyone else has it together. And I think mm-hmm. that's a scam. I don't think anyone has it together. It is a scam because like, girl, I really be like feeling the pressure of like, damn, look at like, they have all this stuff like so well put together. And I'm just like, but then I look back on my stuff and I'm like, actually, wait, my stuff is actually well put together. How do I make it look so good? I'm a mess. Yeah. That's but that is the blessing and the curse of social media, too. Like everyone, you would think everyone has it all together. Yeah. I will say that Meg and Doja are two people that I don't even know how to describe it because like watching them I'm like on my lowest points has really, really help me like mm-hmm. they've gone through some unthinkable things mm-hmm. 
and the strength in them it's like always makes me like when I go through problems I'm like girl you better suck it up yeah yeah because can only imagine like what it takes you know to be them for a day sometimes like it must be really really hard because luckily I'm not um like I'm not like mainstream and I get to do my own thing like I get to say whatever I want and some days I don't have to I literally won't post for weeks like I don't think their lives are like I think they have to post and they have to be consistent and they have to like they want to charge so they have to be in the studio more than I do like all I want to do is have fun yeah yeah I love that though because I feel like we hear things in the industry they're always trying to pit women against each other but you speaking on them as a source of inspiration oh bro because they did that shit like when I first came out they did that shit and they ruined relationships that probably wouldn't have even been that bad excuse me Mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't have even have been that bad if people didn't try to do that and and now looking at how everybody is just so like oh female unity and we love everybody like y'all were not like that at first the media outlets were not like that at first the people that interviewed us were not like that at first people were always putting us against each other making it hella awkward to want to be friends with another female rapper even the fans and still to this day like I said there are relationships that have been ruined that bridges that have been burned because of weird things that they said and made us think like there's more than one female rapper now and if we would have known that back then maybe others wouldn't have been so territorial like I said I've always been here to have fun and have a good time so I don't know what be wrong with people but I just be feeling like at the end of the day when you look back on it and you see all these girls like Kiki we're friends and stuff you kind of wish like well I really wish they never made us feel like our time was limited I really wish I would have known that I would be one of the biggest names as far as like, like, I wish I would have known that because then I wouldn't have been so territorial. Then we wouldn't have been so mad at each other if we would have knew there was enough money. Yes. Well, you coming from the hood, you coming from nothing. Y'all are coming from all different sides of the world. Bro, we try and get money. If you in the way of that, we want your neck. We want your head on a stick, point blank, period. Like, yep. so we're just hating each other for nothing. Now, look at, look at, they be having whole female lineups, whole, whole shows. Yes, like, yes. Like, round tables, everything. Because it's needed, yeah. And you know what? The older I get, and like I said, the more I, I see, it, it's like everything that we go through is public. Even your enemies see the best, the messed up stuff that we go through. And I hate mm-hmm. that because I feel like I don't want my enemies to see when I'm down bad. But one thing I've learned from seeing people that I don't necessarily like go through messed up stuff is this rap stuff is just rap stuff. Like we're all human beings. We're all like wrapped up in our own lives and somehow some way you either end up in a crossfire or your business all out there like I don't like nobody getting embarrassed I don't like what they do to any female rapper like whether we get our bodies done or whatever everybody wants to post it talk shit about it mind yeah. your business like yeah. for real like mm-hmm. that like this is still a person and and so many people like bring things to me of other people like look at, and I'm like I don't care like this is a human being. This person lays down at night and have things that they're ashamed of. And I get bullied too. Like, I just, I wish that a couple, like we could just stop it and it just be real. Like for once, like I wish it could just be real for once. That's just all the female rock. It's just such a, it is a facade in, in its own way. But then when you really do get along with people, then there's a whole other, like the fans and just, yeah, yeah. it's. 
what are we supposed to do, guys? I yeah. listen, I can relate to that because I feel like the external factors, the the people at the top, the men at the top don't want us to figure out that there's enough for all of us to eat. To there win. is enough for more everybody than to win. Mm-hmm. There's more than enough. Like more than enough. it's even we're in the corporate space and it's like, okay, uh, one black girl a, per team. One, yeah, one black, <laughs> one black per, team, per team. One black person at the top of the executive board. So we're check, we're good. Why can't the entire board be black and be female? That's what I was saying in the beginning. And then it was like Oh, actually, it can. That's the you know we're on double XL with three girls on it. Yes, and yes. then double XL this year wants to put one girl on it. Like, you know what you like? Like no, like that's not that's not cool. I'm ready for y'all to take over because you already are like women in rap this year, even last year. Not even this year. Last year, year before. That's it. I thought that it would be a thing. I thought that that would continue to be a thing. Like I thought. Women on double XL more than one would continue to be a thing. Like as it should be. I felt that day when I got it, I was like, "Wow, this is the beginning of like, oh, girls are gonna be trying to cut each other's heads off. They'll understand, like, <laughs> oh, maybe I could be in this pocket or that pocket. Like, mm-hmm. bro, wait, why are y'all playing with people like that? Why y'all doing that? Why are you opening the door and shutting it? Yeah, but you're in an industry. Like, you're a black woman in an industry that is so male-dominated, both in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. But have you felt a difference now being at Atlantic that has a woman at the helm of all the amazing stuff that y'all are doing? Like, have you felt a difference? I do definitely feel a difference. I definitely feel like, I don't know, my team, the people that I've always been with, like, from Atlantic have just always been very... I don't know. They're just amazing. Like, I've never had no problems with them. They've never done anything to me out of the ordinary. But I will say, like, they care. Like, when I have ideas or mm-hmm. when I want to shoot a music video and we have a treatment or we have, like, the shots back, they care. They give me, they're like, oh, my God, we're excited about this. We like this. They give me feedback. Like, I don't know what people expect in a record label, though. Like, they, I feel like they expect too much from them people. What did you expect? I just wanted a team. I just wanted some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted a partnership. What have been like the biggest, I guess, struggles from going independent to a record label? Waiting on shit. Sorry. Excuse <laughs> me again. Just having to wait. Well, you got to wait on stuff. And, and I'll tell any artist that. Like, if you don't want to wait to put stuff out and learn the strategy that works with your fan base in order to stream, then don't sign because they're going to make you wait. You got to wait for budgets. You got to wait for clearances. You got you to gotta wait for stuff. And I get it. Time moves fast, but you're going to have to learn that, that you have to wait for stuff. Everything doesn't just, like, fall out the sky. And, you know, it kind of does sometimes, <laughs> which is probably why you have high expectations. Like, why doesn't it just fall out the sky like it did last time? Right. <laughs> but it, it doesn't work like that. And um, you got to work for a lot of the things that you want, such as, like, early on. Music videos is a big thing. Like, I was always complaining about music videos. Oh, I don't have no money. I don't have no money. I want money for videos. Mm-hmm. And now for my album. I got all the money I wanted in the world. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Go stream on it. I don't know. Like I've had a lot, I've had a lot of fun exercising the muscle that I grew in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're literally like, dang, we remember Rico. She shooting five hundred dollar videos. Now she's shooting eighty thousand dollar videos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, money bags. We know. <laughs> 
what's been the difference for you in terms of now you are putting out an album and before it was like mixtapes, dropping music on SoundCloud. What has been the biggest difference between those two avenues? I hate it. You hate it? Spill Tell tea. us more. Tell us what's, more. Yeah, what's the tea? Expand. I hate, I hate albums. Why? I'm never making another album again. Say, no, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Oh, <laughs> you know, you, girl, you know, your fans will not allow you to do that. They literally, my fans have everything hacked. They're going to leak it regardless. Like, no, yep. let me stop. Um, I just, it was so much pressure, but I did it to myself. I was going to say pressure from who? From you or from the label or? From me. Yeah. Because I'm just a weirdo. Same. Same, sis. <laughs> Do you think pressure is because you wanted, like, everything had to be perfect or because, like, what type of pressures were you putting out on yourself? Everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be just too much, too much on myself because what got me here wasn't doing all that razzle-dazzle. Mm-hmm. What got me here was, like, hardcore mud, like, coming out the mud, just doing you. So Right, yeah. Right. It was, like, a weird road, like constantly feeling like I need all this stuff and then I don't get all the stuff I need and then I just like do it my way and it still works so I'm just putting pressure on myself to be like at this level that just kind of only exists in my head and it's weird um when you're working on an album you feel like you should listen to people's advice yeah Hmm, yeah I can see that because like you're like coming in you're like yo like if you were working on an album what would you do and then you're like kind of stuck with all these people's thoughts and opinions and ways of doing things. And you get down to it. It's like, well, what you got all this advice. What's your way? What's your what's your way of doing it? Yourself's way. Like inside, what are you going to do? You keep asking people what they want you to do. And it's just so weird because then I feel like it's like I'm on a weird age too. like 23. Yeah. I hate it here. <laughs> I'm telling Listen. you. My sister just turned 23. 23 is when, for me, for me, when the scam started. Okay? 23, like I was 23 like, to about 28. And then I woke up and I was 28. So it's a scam, Rico. 23 what is a scam. To happen to me? Yes. Don't listen to anything that happens in between these next five years. Just let it rock. I went to bed in my young 20s in New York. I was like, ha, 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 New York, young 20. I woke up. I'm, I'm 28. I'm almost 30. So just, just telling you, enjoy. So what happened? Just, just don't. I would say, like, don't put... I think don't put all the pressures that you are on yourself. Let yourself go through the motions. Have like fun. You literally have fun. I feel like I should have credited SZA on the album because I literally, <laughs> 20-somethings, like, I would cry to that song, like, every day. No, nah, but we're not crying, Rico. We don't make that type of music no, here. No, 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 we don't we're cry. not crying. We don't we're cry. not crying for the 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 20s I think she meant to make people cry with that. I just think she was being honest. Honestly, I cried. I cried, so I, I get it. I was like, damn. It was just like, yo, really watch out. Like, watch out for those 20-somethings because it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Ugh. And then I keep seeing this post that's like, bro, we really just on a floating rock paying bills. Like, for real? Yes. That is it. That is it. I kept seeing that because you know what? It's true. I can't do this you know what helped me though it's like it's not it's getting to the realization and understanding that it doesn't help to look ahead and it doesn't necessarily help to look behind but you are exactly in the moment that you were meant to be in and supposed to be in right now live in that and you'll be good yeah just enjoy enjoy today and scam for tomorrow because scam scam scam. scam. 
because oh it's a it's a whirlwind Rico we have just a few more questions what's the tea what's the difference between all of your beautiful wonderful magnificent alter egos we got Taco Bella tell him we got Rico Nasty Mm -hmm. and what Rico Levine Trap Levine Trap Trap Levine Levine. Uh, let's get into it what are the differences I feel like the difference is Taco Bella is a sweetheart she's great for press oh (laughs) So who are we getting today? I think you guys got a little bit of Rico. Because I was honest about a lot of stuff. I like that. That's what we wanted. <laughs> but I think Taco Bella is definitely the more mild version of myself. You know when you walk in a room and you're not really comfortable, so you give them the more presentable version of you? <laughs> yeah, you don't know how safe the space is. You have to protect exactly. yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's Taco Bella. She's all about protecting herself, all about butterflies, roses, being pretty and beautiful. And then you have Rico, who will wear a hoodie every day if you let her. My quarantine life. That's where I am right now. She's kind (laughs) of, I feel like Rico is definitely the man that's trapped in my body. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. but it does. (laughs) That's definitely the alpha. That's definitely where I get my boss mentality from. Rico is the money maker. She's always thinking on how to scam, on how how to just get into something. You know what I'm saying? You're always where the money resides. <laughs> yep. Where the money resides. Where the money resides. Where the money resides. <laughs> then, I feel like, Trap Levine is the punk, like, the punk person that I, like, the, the ego, I guess, I've developed throughout my career. It's just like, I don't want to be labeled like Avril Levine, obviously, but, girl, to be Avril Levine, like, the trap Levine. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how I see it. I feel like Ava Levine is also somebody who I looked up to a lot. Mm-hmm. Listen to all her music. Hey, hey, you. Ava was that girl, though. <laughs> she was. Paramore. Everybody likes hey, hey, you, you, but I like complicated. Oh, I yeah. love complicated. So good. Like, I feel like she was just one of those people who was, like, really the soundtrack to my early, early life. And I always grew up just like, oh, my God, I want to be a rock star. Yeah, Haley Williams, Paramore, just, oh, I want to be a rock star. I love that. Once I got my money up and I'm, like, getting the name without even saying it, like, people were calling me a rock star off of the shows and stuff. I was like, oh, so this this person inside of me is real. And her name is Trap Levine. <laughs> yep. So she's like the party girl. She's definitely the one who she'll stay out at four and then on the way home ask what's next. Right. So we say let's and Trap Levine says go. go. We're for all the shits. <laughs> let's yeah. go. She's crazy. I love it. So we like to ask every guest the same question to kind of round things out. And I do want to ask you this in particular. If you can fill in the blank here, my black is unique because... My black is unique because it's black. You know that black is the only color that, like, you can't, you, like, white can't make black. Mm-hmm. Like, only black is black. Yeah, that's unique in its own way. Yep. Mm-hmm. My favorite color is actually black. Like, no, no anything else attached. <laughs> My real favorite color is black. So I was ready for that one. Yeah. Great. One more quick question for you. What's next for you? What's on your vision board for these next... I, I know I just told you not to look ahead, but we're going to look ahead for a second. I'm a little hypocritical here. But what's on Rico Nasty's vision board for the next year? Well, I will definitely be continuing to promote Nightmare Vacation. And I'm just going to be working on other projects, working on RX right now. I have um, 
collab project with Dylan Brady. Yes. Yes. I just gave you jazz hands. I don't know what that was. My bad. <laughs> I didn't even want to like say that too loud because I don't even know if it's confirmed or not. I don't know what's going on. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I when you were speaking about kind of being messy and being like the messy girl in art, I get it because I am. I like live by the the theme like chaotic good. Like I'm a I'm a freaking mess, but it's gonna be good. Like it's gonna be okay. So (laughs) it's been fine. So it's good to know that there's other people who are winning that are just chaotic good too. And that are just themselves. Oh, thank you guys. Really. It made me emotional that you guys say that I help you guys feel safe in uncomfortable spaces. And I help you guys to be free and feel free because I don't feel free a lot of the times. I be feeling so like, I don't know, like there is a lot of pressure to, to say stuff a certain way or be a certain type of way, but I just hope that I keep inspiring you guys because every time I feel down, that's really what I think about is how much I inspire you guys. You do. You literally make us never want to be in a box. Always being okay with being the only person that likes whatever it is in the room. Being okay with being the only person that wears my hair like this in the room. Mm -hmm. Being okay with the only person that speaks like this in the room. Like You really give us a reason to lean into that individuality and not want to conform to nothing for no one so thank you (laughs) thank you guys the table is ours is produced by us kirby dixon and amira lawali this episode was also produced by mckamey lynn and richard white and edited by melissa kaplan our researcher is emma fredericks our executive producers are jesse katz and ted butler the table is ours was created by a and e Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.